The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, we're back with part three of what should be on your blueprints so that you can get accurate estimates and make sure you turn into the building department and it passes and gets through to actually get that permit issued. Before we get started, let's uh, click on the subscribe button and watch him laugh. <laughs> And then you can dingle on the bell, too, you know, because there, when you dingle on the bell, that's better than dingling on the subscribe button, because you don't want to do that. You want to dingle on the bell, not the subscribe button, I believe. Exactly. All right, so go ahead. Part three now, what left needs to be on our blueprint? So we left off with the roof plan. This dude. So we did talk about, you know, on that roof plan, you can call out, you know, gutter lines, blah, 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 what type of roofing it might be, whether yep. it's shingle, tile, you know, and so on. That's those little notes there. All that stuff that right in here, right in yeah. here. Now, what I do is I call out general notes. Don't get too specific. General? General notes. No, no kernel notes. Tile roof. General. Just say tile roof or shingle roof. <laughs> Lieutenant notes. <laughs> yeah, they're really low. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> So the reason we do that is because the next pages we should have, and I'm going to go back up a little bit. If you're doing a two-story house, then you should have two floor plans. You should have two dimension plans. You probably would have two mechanical plans, right? right. So you add additional pages. You don't jam them all in one. Please. But on most of these, other than like the window and door schedule where I called out the manufacturer, the color, the style, size, and all that, I do not put on most of my plans anything that has to do with the detail selection for for interior finishes specifically the drywall the insulation and all that and then the roofing the roof membranes you know your waterproofing and all we do that on the next page which is building cross sections yes so this is where you find out all the good stuff yeah now this one, the one that's next to you, Ron, that is my wall section through the one of the exterior walls. So what that is showing is that it's an eight-inch block wall. Right here. It's showing that it has a number five rebar running through it every four feet. But now where it gets interesting and why, the reason why I do what I do is that's showing stucco on the outside. That's it's going to show right here. Yep, it's going to show three-quarter inch uh, foam, rigid foam insulation all of R5, by the way, Ooh. then three-quarter inch furring strips, then half-inch drywall. Hey, that's all I need down here is R5, dude. I'm good. <laughs> Our temperature doesn't vary as much as yours. Yeah, no. But if there's anything more, like the style of the trim, right? I'm using, you know, one by eight baseboard, one by four wind, you know, casings, things like that. You call them out on there. Right here. If, yep. And it, like my roof tile is called out up on the top there. It shows the insulation there. The reason why we do this on this page alone is that if we're going through the bidding process or the design process and we realize, okay, the roof tile is too expensive. You know, we can't afford that. Uh, we're going to go to a metal roof, right? Standing seam. Okay. Well, I don't have to go revise six, seven pages of drawings. I can go right to the cross section, take out tile, and write, this is what we're going to have. You know, it's 20-gauge standing seam roof. Right. 
with the color, the manufacturer, whatever, give them the details. But I try to keep everything on a single page for those exterior and interior selections that you can. Uh, again, the floor plan or the mechanical plan could have a, should have, which I don't even know if we really did it then, but on the mechanical plan, I always had a plumbing schedule. Give me the manufacturer brand and finish of your faucets, your toilets, your sinks, everything. Put them on there. Everybody's bidding the same thing then. Correct. But if you're just going, you know, you hand me a set of drawings with three bathrooms. I see three sinks, three toilets. I can get toilets at the box store for $79. Uh-huh. But I can also get you a Toto for what, eight grand? Oh, yeah. If you want to go the full high end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what do you want? One that That's sings the to problem me. when you do this competitive bid thing. You know, you might want one of those Toto toilets at eight grand. Yeah, I want it to say like sixty-five hundred. Yeah, I want it to say, "Hey, Rich, how you doing, babe? Come on in, have a seat." You mean they wave at you like when you walk by, they <laughs> yeah, wave. Yeah, exactly. And if you get even closer, it goes. That <laughs> <laughs> things creep me out, man. <laughs> And it has a detachable remote that you can take to bed with you. Sure, in case. You never know. Well, yeah, because if you're laying in bed and you forgot to flush, you can press the button, it'll flush. Takes care of it right there. Boom, done. Yeah, except if you actually went to bed and you forgot to wipe, you pretty much got to go back with the remote, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> it's not going to fix that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I don't understand those things. Like, dude, I know they're kind of cool. Yeah. Show your friends. Yeah. Blue lights, yeah. blue lights in the bowl. That's right. I mean, I grew up with the tidy bowl guy with the little boat going in with the yeah, blue but, water. But now we got blue tank. lights. Yeah, you know? was, he was in the tank. This is in the bowl itself. All right, I, we probably should reel this in just a little. <laughs> yeah, <bit>. think. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the wall sections are important for showing the relationship of maybe your floor slab to your ceiling. It'll give you overall heights and you know where my beam might be or where that girder is that's holding the floor joist, things like that. So those are going to be on those cross sections. Very critical when you have stairways. Yeah. Always try to draw a line cross section through a stair. Do the math. Right. You know, does the stair actually work? Because, you know, especially with the newer codes where I need 11 and a quarter, 11 inch clear. Well, mm -hmm. it's not like the old house where they were all nine inch and, you know, you went down like this. Now right. you got to go like this. Well, that means I need headroom. I need, you know, so it's going to take up space in other rooms. So Correct. it's important to know that. And these are scaled okay. now too. There's going to be a different scale to these and that'll be called out somewhere on yeah. the page too. Uh, but this is still scaled Yeah, those scaled I think out. are actually typically done at half inches, one foot. Yeah. Again, something you can read in the field with a tape measure. But now this one probably isn't half equals a foot. No, and that would say NTS, not two scale. Okay. But you would still dimension it, but that one is more just showing a relationship, right? Like where a slab steps down and how it intersects part of the roof right. and, and so on, because that is a truss job also. So you need to have top of beam, you know, where the trusses bare needs to be called out for the truss designer. Right. Because that's a whole nother plan. Yep. All right. So that is your cross sections. Next is what most people look for. It's their elevations. This is what everybody understands. What's it yeah, look like? That's what, my, that's what the house is going to look like. Yep. So, and it gives so you again, each, each side of the house too. Mm -hmm. So you want to see what you want it to look like, whether it's going to have lap siding, stucco, you know, 
It could be brick. It could be anything, whatever. Right. This is where it needs to show. If you want details, bands and things. So this particular house, you see the horizontal band on the, the front elevation is the oh, yeah. upper picture. Right. This but one? you see that horizontal band. Yep. Right below the windows acts almost like a window sill, but you see how it carries down both sides of that side of the house. The other side of the house is actually on the next page, but don't worry about that yet. Right. And then you've got the rear of the home there, which has got a bunch of sliding doors and stuff. Right. A lot of times you won't see those bands on drawings. And of course the guy's not going to bid to do those bands. <laughs> no. You know, or one of the standards down here is to go back about four feet. Like as if I'm driving down the street and I can't see more past than four, four feet, feet past the corner of your house. Uh -huh. And that just screams to me, wow, that's a cheap builder. He couldn't afford to <laughs> extend that to the back. Uh-huh. It's pretty weird, but it, it's very common. So on those elevations, you'll also notice that each of the windows has a key number that goes back to the floor plan to the window and door schedule, tells you which window. The dash lines in the windows, I know again online you probably can't see it real well, but there's lines that go either right. diagonally, right? They point. Right in here. And they point to the hinge side. So that tells you which way you're expecting that window to open. Yep. Without those hinge lines, I don't know. Right. I could get you two lefts, I could get you two rights, you know, but you, in a bedroom you typically want a left, right, but which way do you want them facing? How do you want them to open? Those are your swing lines. Yep. It's on the front door. It's on the sliders, got an arrow. Which way do I want the doors to open? Yep. You know, primary access. So those elevations are not just pretty pictures that you can color, although that's <laughs> usually what I give them to a lot of my guys for. But, and then the textures are shown in different things. Stucco is like a little dashy thing. And then, you know, like the siding is going to be more like lines and so on. So that way, when your guys get out to the job site, they can look at that and go, Oh, this is getting stucco, but this is getting framed. So we need to fur this, but not that, and so on. Right. So the elevations are not just that. But you'll also notice right about here. Yep. That's the overall height of the project. Oh, yeah. Go Over back. Go here, back, not back, where I back, lost it. Hang back. on. Oh, I would make a terrible weather person. <laughs> but yes, that top line there is showing the height of the ridge. Okay. Because a lot of villages have one of two things. They either have the mean roof height. Right. So we always draw nice roofs because we don't like mean roofs. No. But the mean roof height is the middle. But some have an overall height restriction, so that's why that's called out that way. Right. I have a top line and then I show a mean roof height. So that way the guy at the plan reviewer still understands where we're at. Because <laughs> it looks like a tall roof, but that's only right. a 612. But oh, wow. Based okay. on width and depth, yeah. it looks taller than that, but it yeah. is only a 612. And that's called out on the elevation also, right about. Over by there. There. Yeah, yeah. there. Right by your shoulder. Right there. Yep. Right by my shoulder. Okay. So it's really important to show that. It shows the grade so that if your grade is falling off, so this house is fairly flat. Does that hurt? But, but if you, yeah, right there. Okay. But if you had a house that was on a hill, your grade line would go down, right? And then you might have steps in your foundation. Well, yep. that's where you're going to show that. And then when you go back to the foundation plan, it will break it up and tell you, go five feet, drop through, go over five feet, drop two. Now you're following the slope of that hill. Right. 
So that will show on the elevation. So yep. all the stuff needs to be tied together. Excellent. So, yeah. Okay. And now there's the last page, the last yes. side. If you thought we were only building a three-sided house, here's the fourth <laughs> side right here. That's it. That's the garage <laughs> side. Yes. You can yeah. tell because look like garage doors. Sure. But you notice too, I'm showing where exterior, exterior lighting is going to be placed and you draw an elevation and a height. Yep. You know, typical 84 inches to exterior lighting, unless you have taller doors and things. If you have taller walls, you might want to push them up a little because right. if you put them at seven foot, they look really low. Yeah. But anyway, that's where all that stuff is drawn out. And then below that, we call it the detail page, anything that needs to be detailed. So those are cabinet elevations. Okay. Just what we the client wanted for cabinets. Okay. So you draw them out. You know, because some of them are floating vanities, some have extra storage space. They're not just a 30 inch base cabinet, you know, from a box store with a top on it. Okay. So you draw that out. Well, that has to go to a cabinet guy. The other two things that kind of look like firecrackers, those are actually how you're attaching things to either foundation or the top of the beam for your trusses and so on. So you, anything that's a detail, it could be waterproofing details. It could be how doors are installed. Um, you know, down here, we have a lot of details because we have to follow hurricane code. So we actually have more details drawn out for points of attachment. Okay. So those are on other drawings as well. So hopefully that gives you a better idea of what you really, really need to have on your drawings. What's really important. Right. You know, you can never have too much information on your drawings. No, and and the more detailed it is, the more complete your estimates are going to be when they come back from the, the, the subcontractors, the more accurate it's going to be with the building department and less hassle because if you turn in half-done drawings, then they're irritated with the project and they're having to do all these call-outs. Now you have all these revisions that need to be done, and then they're going to go right. through those revisions and go, okay... Now, you, now that you've drawn this information in, now we also need this information. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it takes you down a path you just don't want to go down. So you're better off putting as much information in there ahead of time as you, you can so that that way it eliminates all those questions. And I seriously can't stress enough that you really need to go make selections prior to going to whoever your designer is, whether it's an architect, interior designer, whatever. Yeah. Go get your selections done. Put the faucets, the tubs, the toilets, put all those on there. Lighting fixtures, you know, by code, you got to have a light in a bedroom. So I'm real a big fan of these $3 light fixtures, uh -huh. you know, from the box store. Right. Because as Ron said, as long as you put a fan box up there, I can always change the light later. But by code, I got to have something. So that's fine. But just call that out then. Say sure. owner supplied POS. <laughs> You know, that it's we're fine with that. Is that say that on the print? Is that that's like on the in side the of details? The box and right after the SKU number it says yeah. POS. It's, uh, yeah. VIF yes, and then you got the next one is POS and then the next one Yeah, PQS. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you go through all those things. But um yeah, it, everything should be on there. The more you can put on there, the like Ryan keeps saying, you, you're gonna get more accurate bids. Yep. You know, like I said, when I look at empty drawings like that, I go, I don't even want to bid this. It, it, and people get upset about it. And it's sure. like, it's nothing personal. It's just you haven't done your homework. Right. So I, I'm going to spend a whole bunch of time putting numbers together. And you're just going to be not get the job because I'm giving you realistic allowances sure. or whatever. But it's not what you have in your minds. Right. So. so 
we're going to give you a, an estimate, and, and it's going to include an allowance for $800 for toilets. The next guy's giving you an allowance of 125 Well, you know, that's, you're, you're no longer getting that apples to no, apples I, I, thing. And if you do that with enough items, that guy's going to be $5,000 less than me. And then sure. you're going to sign with him. And then after you get in the job and he starts handing you change orders and you're like, wait, why? Right. And I've had that happen. I had one job where I gave him an allowance for a kitchen faucet of like $300. Sure. And they didn't hire me because I charged them $300 for a kitchen faucet. <laughs> like, I didn't charge you anything yet. I gave you an allowance of $300. If you spend $125, I'm going to give you $175 back. Yep. But I just figured if you're going to put 200000 into your house, you didn't want a $120 faucet from a box store. Right. I thought maybe you'd like something a little nicer. Yeah, you're not using Price Fista. Yeah. Right. That's Whatever. where it gets difficult, right? Yeah. So that's why we do this, try to educate people. Like, really, please make a choice before you do this. If yeah. you want cheap, cheap, that's then fine. Let, I let have us no problem know. with it. Just let us know up front. <laughs> yep. Exactly it. All right. And with that, uh, go ahead and make sure you click that subscribe button, dingle on the bell, and until next time. Got it right that time. Square and level. <laughs> <laughs> All right, finish that tagline. <laughs> and until next time. Keep it square. Keep it square and level. There you go. <laughs> Come on, I nailed it. I nailed it you on did. that I one. I was in shock. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Click on subscribe, dingle on the bell. I don't know, it took you five episodes to come back with it. <laughs>